0: So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Welcome to the 300th episode of the Fire in the Belly show. And boy, what an absolute privilege it is to be here. So really what I wanted to do is just take some time to, I suppose, reflect, um, give some takeaways, talk about some of the things that I've learned as the, the host of Fire in the Belly. So you have your one and only Mighty Pete himself, and I just want to share because it's been an amazing journey. I didn't really expect to be here. Just over two years ago, we actually launched the show. We are now on our 300th episode and it's been, it's been unexpected. I mean, I must admit there's, there's a lot of things I didn't expect and some things I did. So right back at the start, I am not a natural broadcaster. There was a lot of things I didn't know and I've been learning a lot as I go along and that's been one of the things, and I suppose one of the key takeaways for me is actually just sometimes you just kind of got kind of, to get on and do things. But by doing it, it's allowed me and afforded me the opportunities to talk to some amazing people all around the world. And taking that time to actually speak to people means you just get to hear what's their passion, what's their lessons, what's their journey, what's their highs, what's their lows. And listen, we're all human, right? We all have our things that we do extremely well and we all have the things that we're terrible at and we're just not good at and i suppose that's one thing i've learned from a lot of guests and i've learned from myself actually i've learned a huge amount about myself talking to guests and and when they can start to realize that they can accept and really embellish the things that they're they're good at and they love and you know that's where they sit in their zone of genius if you like and then also the things they're not good at, they either get rid of it, they go somewhere else, they hand it over to somebody else. And being understanding of yourself, I think that is, has been one of the sort of a key common messages we say for a lot of people. I should stay, say right at the start, I mean, I ask a lot of people what fire in the belly means to them. And, you know, for me, I suppose I would answer that question. I suppose my fire in the belly is the fire in the belly project. And I call this a project because it's more than a show it's a show and um, that's really afforded me to speak to all these people it's allowed me to actually put out a podcast it's allowed me to write a book so be heard to be rich listen youre a genius is a book that we did and there's more coming it's allowed me to do a TEDx talk and um, with the likes of you know Gary Doherty and so many other people there and afforded me opportunities to connect there it's allowed me to speak to people mentors that I wouldn't necessarily get to speak to all around the world and really sort of connect with myself because it has been a journey for me. And in many ways, it's been a selfish journey. It's allowed me to connect. And therefore, I think I'd like, to, you know, whenever I'm learning things that actually also soar our listeners and I'm extremely fortunate. That's just something here. I ask a lot of people questions and I get a lot of feedback from people saying that's, you know, it's amazing questions. And, you know, how do you come up with these things? Or, you know, you ask the questions that nobody else does. And, I think that's just something I naturally have in me. It's a curiosity. It's a wonderment. And I would say to anyone, that's a, a real takeaway is anyone that actually sits and lives with like childlike wonderment, you know, sometimes just asking the question that nobody else does ask with curiosity, why is it always done this way? Or why did you react that way? Or why did you, you know, decide to go you know, this one way and not another? Because sometimes in those simple, what feels like simple questions comes the best answers. And sometimes people haven't had a chance to reflect or actually, you know, it's assumed that always for a lot of people, success just comes easily and naturally. And I think most people have said, you know, listen, you have to go through dark times. You have to go through hardship, et cetera, to get to a point of finding your fire in your belly. It is for many people. I think it is a journey of You have to go through the failures to eliminate those, to eventually turn around and find your passion because passion is undoubtedly the most popular feedback we have. When I ask people what's fire in the belly mean to them, it comes down to passion. And that passion is something that I suppose, as I've gone through my journey, that it's the thing that you keep doing. You are passionate about it because it's long past being paid for it or having to do it or It's expected of you or anything else. Passion is something that you keep going regardless, almost regardless of whether there's a financial incentive, regardless whether there's an audience of one or a thousand or a million. You know, it's just something that's almost born into you and something you enjoy to deliver. And that's something I suppose time and time I get to hear different people all around the world, you know, is actually being able to say, What is is it that I'm actually passionate about? What is it something that I love to do? You know, I think one of the key interviews I had was with Mark Victor Hansen, and, and he was all talking about asking the right questions. And I believe that's massive, absolutely massive to be able to ask the right questions. And in his book, Ask, he talks about this and how we can ask different questions of ourselves because really what I've learned again is time and time again, this is a game of you versus you. And what I mean by that, I suppose is the inner you versus the outer you. So the outer you is the person that we reflect, you know, who our friends and family see that, you know, we're the person saying, Oh, you know, it's always great when Pete turns up or this happens and and always gets on with it. But then there's the other side. It's the inner side of you. The inner side is the voice within you. The voice that says, I can't be bothered, or you're no good at this, or, you know, all these sort of inbuilt programs and beliefs, certain things we'll be great at and love to do certain things we won't and we'll hold back. But it's when we have that disconnect between the outer version of us and the inner version of us. And anyone I suppose I've seen, and I spoke to a lot of successful people is where they, they've one identified the fact that there is different versions of them and they've tried to really close that gap as much as they possibly can. And in closing that gap, I find a lot of people have been able to get success in the areas where if they can actually take their weakness and then either accept it or even better is to turn it into a strength. And by doing that, saying, well, this is maybe not an area of strength for me, or this is an area that I know will hold me back or something I'll procrastinate over. Therefore, I know I need to either take steps to make sure that I do it, or I need to delegate this to somebody else, or I need to give it to somebody else where that is their passion. Certain areas in, in my life, I'm I'm not naturally good at. And as a result, if I can find somewhere find someone that actually that's their passion, that's their fire in the belly, well... That in itself is an amazing connection. So in this really evolving, this version of you versus you, you know, it comes down as well to, you know, the past version of us. So the past is the things that we've done years gone by. This is how I grew up. This is the people that I was around. This this was the schooling that I had or the experiences I had. And when people then say, well, this also means that's what I'm going to be in future. Well, the amazing thing and, and really sort of learning from a lot of people is, you know, that actually one, you can adjust your past because that's the stories that we tell ourselves. And it's when you can do that and then really sort of realizing that how you set your future today is essentially a blank sheet. The choice is yours. So you can decide then what do you want in future? Because when you think about it, we can only really experience inside ourselves. We can't experience outside. And I'll give you an example, because if someone says they have an out-of-body experience, typically that could be a traumatic event, a car crash, something else. So that means they have experienced outside of themselves. It's an unusual event. So therefore, it makes you realize that everything we experience is within. What our eyes see, what our ears hear, you know, what our taste buds taste, all these things where We have to almost bring all these senses into us and then decide how we experience it. So in this game of you versus you, it's the choice of how you see those experiences, whether they're positive, whether they're negative. And I know for myself, really, when we're looking at fire in the belly and I get to speak to so many amazing people, it's when they realize that they maybe have been through a really hard spot in their life. They have been through places that they've been challenged or they've been to their darkest hour. And time and time again, a lot of people find it's the time when they accept all the things that they're not, or the things that they don't like to do, or they're doing, or they're you know really at their sort of what's end of doing things. When it's actually that time, they decide that, really from this, their brightest moment comes because they let go of all the things they're not and decide to actually live with passion, live with fire in the belly, to stop trying to be the things they're not, stop trying to be all these amazing, you know, different um, people for, for, you know, different roles for different people. So it's being in that, and we've done probably over 450 shows now, 450 interviews but yet we've only released 300 episodes. And one of the reasons I suppose there is to go back and say, because not everyone is ready to tell their story because we are a long form podcast. When you actually take the time to listen to someone's story, sometimes you can hear elements that they haven't maybe necessarily accepted within themselves or there'd be areas that they're actually, they've never spoken about. Well, when we actually get to this, you know, privileged to speak to them and interview them on this, what happens is there's maybe they're not ready to share that story yet. So quite often they're the interviews that don't make it to air. It's not to say that it's any less significant or anything else because they're amazing interviews. It's just that the person's not ready to share. And that is quite a privilege because my one priority is to all my guests to learn their lessons, to really see what was the changing and defining moments you know, for these people and actually allow them to then sort of help them to evolve into what they're supposed to be. So some of the other really takeaways is going through it's time and time again, because I get to meet people quite often at the first time it's speaking to them, you know, we maybe have a chat, maybe five, 10 minutes before we actually start the recording. And I've never met these people in my life. And quite often, I don't know a huge amount of background. So very quickly, like anyone in life, we meet people every day of the week. It's taking that time to then sort of really understand or experience and, you know, what they're saying, what they're doing, what they're meaning as quickly and as deeply as possible. And one of the ways I do that is through words. It's listening to the language they're using. So quite often, you know, people will be able to understand how committed the person is because of the words they use in their life. So when we use mixed language, for example, and, you know, when we refer to ourselves in different ways, as an example, say some people say, well, I like to do this, um, but part of me wants to do something else. And then we like to to be somewhere. We like to go on holiday somewhere else. Well, in that very sentence, I've just referred to myself in three different ways. So when we understand and listen to what somebody's actually saying, then you can understand a lot more about maybe not what the person is trying to sort of communicate directly through their words, but actually what the deeper meaning and deeper intention is with those words. So when you listen to someone's words, also you can understand when they talk about passion time and time again, they will use the words like love to get to, I can't wait to do these things. And their tone is up, their energy is up, they're excited about what they're saying. And there's other times people are saying, "Yes, well, I have to do this, and one of the goals that I must do, they change in the language, change in the tone and energy, and I suddenly realize that this is not something that they're as passionate about. Sometimes they're aware of it, sometimes they aren't. And I suppose really my job as host is sometimes to say, "Well, listen, certain areas I know we're not necessarily going to share or they're just not ready to actually share that part of them yet. So it's going through. I've been asked several times about the difference as well for a lot of people is the difference between listening and hearing. And I think you can answer the question in many different ways, but for me, anyone can listen. We can all listen to what's going on around us. But the question is, are you really hearing the intention or hearing what someone is trying to say? And I say trying because listen, words are perfectly imperfect. They're okay. They're not, they're not great at conveying all the things that we feel. So it's taking that time to actually hear what someone is trying to say. And listen, sometimes it's the words they're not saying can tell you a hell of a lot more. So in those episodes that we maybe haven't shared, in the episodes that we have and we've asked a deeper or darker question, they're the ones that have made a huge significant impact with people. And I've had so much feedback after shows, people saying, you know, it's been a phenomenal show, the best interview they've ever done. You know, they've shared more than they've actually shared with their partners and things like that. And what a privilege, right? What a privilege to be able to do that and, you know, share with our audience here and, and really to, to connect with people in that way. So for that, I'm truly grateful, but it's also saying to anyone out there, it's like when we take the time to really hear each other and hear each other's language, then that is a bit of a game changer. And I talked a lot about this in, in my TEDx talk, you know, and, and really sharing that and, and, you know, how we can really hear each other properly. For many as well, I want to say that the takeaway has been that actually when people accept where they are today, a lot of times we get guests on and there's been a trauma in their lives. They've been through certain experiences. They've been through a lot of things. It's when they've got to the stage and they've almost been through the stages of grief, but they're actually got to where they are today and they accept where they are today. The reason that is so important, because if we are not accepting of who and what we are today, the things that have happened in the past are in the past, that actually today is a new day and we get to make new choices. That's not to say that you are neglecting your past or denying your past, but listen, we've all done stuff. I know I have. I've done stuff in the past that I'm not necessarily proud of, but at the same time, I know I'll never do it again it was a moment. It was a different part of my life. It was things that were going on. So it's accepting where you are today and saying, listen, I was a different person then, and I will be a different person tomorrow. So my choice is that, but you are exactly where you're supposed to be. The hard experiences you've maybe gone through, maybe that's just been a dress rehearsal for what's coming up for you. Maybe that's been an opportunity for you actually to change or to really be something that you are. And quite often, frankly, if you hadn't gone through those experiences, you wouldn't be who you are today if you didn't. So that's exactly why we have to accept and really be where we are and understand that things aren't happening necessarily to you. Things are happening for you. I see it regularly where people are coaches, they're mentors, they are where they are in their lives, they're authors, based upon the journey that they've gone through. And the reason they can relate to that so much and so well is because it's been their personal firsthand experience. They can understand what it's like to go through it. They have gone through the other side and they can then share the lessons, the insights, the journeys that they've been on and the things that they've learned. And as a result, they can actually share those and move forward. Is that not powerful? That's, really the benefit of mentorship. That's the benefit of hindsight. It's the benefit of, you know, experience when we can listen to each other's experiences and really see what worked for them. When did they realize that they had a problem? Where did they get started? What made a huge difference for them? What were the things they maybe did wrong and wouldn't do again? And I do encourage people to say, you know, on the show, one of the questions I would regularly ask is simply, you know, what are you great at? And also, what are you terrible at? And for many, it's a case of saying, "Listen, we always try and be everything, and we try to almost deny that we're not good at certain things." Well, that's another been another massive takeaway for me is to actually become become a master quitter. Master quitting, I think, is something that's been you know, it's it's a concept that's been circling in my life, and we could all be so many things but yet how about doing one or two things and doing them really well? How about quitting doing the things that don't really serve you, or you were doing for the benefit of your parents, or you're doing it because somebody said you were good or something else was happening. And we hear from our guests time and time again, when we actually sit and do the things that we are passionate about, we're good at, you know, we really enjoy, we have clients, customers. I mean, this is essentially the guy process where we're linking all those aspects and benefits of who we are together. But when we sit with that and say, that's the place where I want to serve and, you know, be of most benefit to humankind, if you like. That's what with anyone we're trying to do. So when we stop doing the things that we either don't like to do, don't serve us, Aren't going to move us forward. Well, that is a game changer. The very fact of stopping doing the things that aren't aren't serving you, or bringing you forward, will allow you more time. Sometimes people want to fill their times with other things, but actually, it's having the discipline or the structure to understand that yes, we need to actually focus on one or two things and do them really well, as opposed to doing ten things partially well. So, going through and really saying with anyone, taking that time to understand that taking the time. And sometimes we can see it in ourselves. And I ask people, you know, regularly, do you have mentors? Do you have coaches in your life? And invariably the answer is yes. These are people who are coaches themselves. These are people who are well-known speakers. These are people who are up on stage and they're, you know, sharing and, and really impacting other people's lives. But even they have mentors, even they have coaches, because Sometimes we can't see what's going on and right in front of our faces, we can't see our own behavior because it's too close. So it's actually taking that time for anyone to reflect almost, you know, amongst uh, in a safe environment with a coach or a mentor or somebody outside. So I would say that to anyone, that's been a real takeaway is knowing that coaches, you know, like say, no matter where they are in their lives, they've always taken this time to have one or more coaches for different areas, different aspects. I also like to ask people and saying, you know, what are you capable of? Because with me, with fire in the belly and we, we talk to people that have come on wild and amazing journeys. They've come from real places of desperation. Quite often, you know, there's where there's suicidal tendencies, there's real dark aspects in their life and they're just saying there's not enough to live for in their lives. And yet, several years on or whatever the journey's been, they've at this been at this place, which is almost would have seemed impossible at the time of their darkest hour. So when you ask them and you ask so many people and saying, what are you capable of? Well, that in itself, time and time again, and people will say, well, so much more. You ask someone, could you do more? Could you be more? Could you have more? And most people, no matter how hard they're working, the answer will always be yes. So it's understanding we are always capable of more. So the next question then is, well, why don't we do more or be more? Well, then I come back, I suppose, to the question of it's you versus you. If you could have more, there's more out there, there's more opportunities, there's more work, there's more ideas, there's more speaking gigs, there's more books to be written. Well, why don't you do it? And for so many people there with Fire in the Belly, it's it's actually saying, when you decide to actually take the time for yourself really connect in what's your passion what's your fire in your belly what's the thing that you do and your reason and your methods for life then that is when you get to move forward i do also believe and i ask people and i think it's a fun question saying you know do you hear voices do you hear things in your head and again it's it's regularly people find that a funny question but i'm saying you know do you talk to yourself And we all talk to ourselves, right? We all have this story. We all have this, you know, script going on in our head. I think it's also important. And as a rough rule of thumb, I'm going to take a completely unscientific view and say, I'd say probably about 80% of that voice in your head, you cannot trust. It's not to your benefit. So by that, I would say it's just the fact that the times when we think I'm afraid or I don't know how or. Uh, that's not who I am, or I can't do this, or it's okay for them. I would rather have this. All that voice is, is just a narrative. It's not actually, you know, based on fact. It's not based on anything. So when we can actually split the fact from the actual story, and that's really what that is, that 20% is the actual fact. And saying, well, one day you learn to walk, one day you learn to talk. One day you learn to go to school and to ride a bicycle. So we've all learned things in our lives. So why not learn something new again? Why not be that? Regularly it's our guests that have either taken that risk, have taken that jump, have made that decision. And that's a beautiful thing I'd say for anyone. It's summarized in probably four key words is ask, believe, do, and receive. But that essentially is all what the law of attraction is about. You know, the book's the secret and, you know, really it's think and grow rich. There's so many amazing books that have come out and that's what it is all about. You know, it's asking the right question, asking the questions of yourself, of those around you that you trust and like and actually acknowledge. Believing it is actually saying, yeah, this can be for me. and believing it in a way and I suppose really, believing in the aspect of the imagination. The imagination visualization is something that even now I see it time and time again, I hear so many great speakers. I mean, the likes of, you know, the like Bob Proctor, the likes of your Les Brown, your Grant Cardone's, there's so many amazing speakers. And they talk about this, they talk about visualization. They talk about their imagination. They're closing their eyes and they're seeing a picture of their future selves. They're seeing a picture of a future situation. And how positive is and you know powerful is that, that they've achieved these amazing things. So I think you do have to take time and actually reflect and saying, well, if they're seeing these amazing things, and this is a method in which they actually create their future, well, then maybe that's something you should consider. So it's understanding that the voice in your head is maybe not necessarily be, to be trusted, but actually the visualization and the imagination that you have is something that can paint this entire beautiful picture of what you're capable of. And because it's come from in your head, means it's something that you can, you know, I think it was Bob Proctor and, and not who else said it, it, says if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And that is so key. And that's something I would like to share with our listeners today and saying that is what it's all about. Because you will get to the stage when you can't work any harder. You can't bang your head off that wall any longer. You can't, you know, try more, do more things. You can't have more hours in the day or take on extra jobs. So then the thing has to be that actually, you know, people who are wildly successful, as you may deem, not that they have longer days, they're just using their time smarter or they're using it more effectively. So it is taking those things. 300 episodes in, listen, I consider myself incredibly grateful. Um, I didn't expect to be here. Um, I'm grateful for that. My initial intention was quite simply to say, well, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, they talk about interviewing 505 successful people. And that was my intention, to interview 505 successful people, because surely everyone can teach everyone something. And if they can share their journey, their missions, their visions, their lessons, well, that is a great way to actually achieve things and actually almost inherit some of their experiences and be hopefully a wiser person. So without further ado, I just want to share that. It's been beautiful. I want to want to thank so many of our guests has been on so many amazing people, some of the amazing mentors that I've had in my life and really sort of I'm grateful for where i am and i hope there's going to be a lot more episodes to come there's a lot more opportunities to come as well and uh, i thank you for listening take care well that was another great episode of fire in the belly you know this really wouldn't be possible without our great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys and by the way sometimes it is personal it's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on we've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.